Blog Talk Radio. Church, where our senior pastor is Pastor Otis Logan, 
If you're ever in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, feel free to come and worship with us. We are at 4204 Cardinal Drive, Dallas, Texas, 75216. Once again, I want to thank each and every one who are tuning in. And thank you, thank you, thank you for your continued prayers and support. Okay. Question. Do you feel stuck or like there is something, some strong force that is keeping you enslaved or maybe you can't break free from something or someone? Well, those are spirits called strongholds that Satan will try to use to keep you as his slave. But the word of God can break you free from Satan's control and give you a brand new start. So on today's show, we will discuss strongholds, how they can affect your life steps to break free from Satan's grip and much much more in the episode called Breaking the Chains Breaking the Chains What I want to do I want to actually come from 2 Corinthians the 10th chapter and we're going to look at verse 2 through 6 and I'm going to read from this is a different translation this is the Holman Christian Standard Version of the Bible but um, for those who may have different translations if it's King James, New King James, NIV Living Amplified uh, it pretty much says the same but I want to I want you to just not just read it. I want you to get a chance to study it after after the episode for us to be able to really understand what we're dealing with. Second Corinthians, the tenth chapter, and the second through the sixth verse. And it reads like this. It says, I beg you that when I am present, I will not need to be bold with the confidence by which I plan to challenge certain people who think we are behaving in an unspiritual way. This is key, the third verse, third and fourth verse. For though we live in the body, we do not wage war in an unspiritual way since the weapons of our warfare are not worldly but are powerful through God in the demolishing of strongholds keyword strongholds we demolish arguments 
and every high-minded thing that is raised up against the knowledge of God, taking every thought captive to obey Christ. Verse 6, and we are ready to punish any disobedience once your obedience has been confirmed. For those that don't know what strongholds are, what are strongholds? Strongholds, that word actually means a fastening or a fortress, a strong fortification. When we look at verse 3, excuse me, verse 4, it talks about since the weapons of warfare are not but are not worldly but are powerful through God get this verse 5 tells us about pulling down in other words when we think about a fortress think about the devil snatching something from you while you're on the ground snatching something from you then going up to a mountain and building a castle and holding it hostage there on top of that mountain, on top of that hill. When the writer of Second Corinthians was talking about the pulling down, they were speaking about being able to take back what was rightfully ours from Satan's captivity. So, when we think about that verse, when I begin to really study about strongholds and understanding where it comes from and what it means, we're going to go into a lot of detail, but this is something that caught my attention. It says, first of all, the hole which they have on our soul. What is our soul? our minds, our thoughts, our emotions. The wickedness of this world which has oppressed or which Satan tried to oppress us with a strong fortification or fortified by the fact that he's ready to what? To seize us or our strong human passion. Get this. First of all, what we got to understand, like in Second Corinthians, what we we're saying, this is not, listen, this is not a secular thing. This is a spiritual warfare. And what we have to understand, we are what? We are spirit beings. We, as human beings, are the only creatures that God created that has a spirit. No other species have it. So that's something we got to first think about. We are spirit beings. Now, some people say, well, you know, um, even though we are living in a physical world, but we are the only creatures that God created that's living in two different worlds at the same time. There's a physical world that we live in, but also we operate in a spiritual world. We are spirit beings. Listen, we are not 
physical having a excuse me we're not humans having a spiritual experience we are spirit being having a earthly or human experience i'll say it that way so what we have to realize we have an enemy which is satan and he is a spirit but in order for us to defeat him we have to operate in the spirit so that's something I want to make sure that we understand. Along with the stronghold, what I wanted to speak about, when I was speaking about how Satan would try to take something that belongs to us and go up a hill or up a mountain and build a castle and keep our possession captive, what I found out was strongholds, get this, strongholds are designed to be on top of something and what? And imprisoned. What I found out was, get this, if you ever look at a movie, a TV show, and they have a haunted house, where do they always have that haunted house at while people are walking? They see a spooky house. And where is it always at? On top of a hill. They see that haunted house and they look and it's on top of a hill and they have to go up. Listen, up that hill or up that mountain to that scary house or that haunted house. And I found out that's where a lot of those horror movies or TV shows have gotten it, listen, from the Bible to bring horror and terror. To be honest with you, that's demonic. I I found that I was like, wow. But it made me look at the same thing that we've seen throughout our whole life. TV shows with haunted houses going up a hill and all that stuff. Don't you know the devil has done the same thing towards us as believers. He has snatched our possession and he has ran just like a bully. They'll snatch something and they'll run. They'll go somewhere and hide or they go somewhere where you know you can't reach within your own ability. It's just like you being short and some tall people come and take the ball from you and they raise it over their head. Knowing even if you get in your tippy-toe and jump, you can't reach the ball. That's what the devil has done towards us and our possessions. And the possession is not just materialistic things. We're going to talk about some of the things that the devil try to use as strongholds towards us. Think about if you can't, if you can't understand the word stronghold, think about addiction. Now, what are some of those things? It could be strongholds of low self-esteem, insecurities, alcohol, sex, pornography, masturbation, lying, smoking, get this, even overeating. Gambling, 
These are some of the things that are stronger that people are dealing with. And get this, I'm not just talking about ordinary people or people that are not saved. We even talk about these are things, these are problems that we deal with even within the church. And I know a lot of people, well, you know, you shouldn't be talking about that. But to be honest with you, this is the place that we got to talk about it within the church because these are problems that we're dealing with. And a lot of times, if we don't discuss it within the church, then we as people, or we as God's people, what do we do? A lot of times, we go outside of the church or we go find a secular answer to a spiritual problem. So even though it could be sex, alcohol, masturbation, whatever it is, these are strongholds that we as believers sometimes deal with, go through. And we have to understand, even if we deal with this, I'm going to say it like this, get this, even unforgiveness. If we deal with those things, that doesn't mean that you ain't saved. But the thing is, there may be something you may need to be delivered from. Now, not only you need to be delivered from, but also we have to understand there are things that people cannot easily shake. Now, I know like for myself, I had to give up eating seafood. And when I found that it was a do or die situation, I stopped cold turkey. But that was me. But there are some people, they have addictions. They have situation problems, issues that they deal with. And they may stop, but then all of a sudden they fall back. They have a relapse. And a lot of time, even as believers, we beat ourselves up. And we feel because we have relapsed, because we have failed, that either we're going to stay stuck. God won't forgive us. These are some of the things that we that we say to ourselves. God can't forgive me. Or you have a hard time forgiving yourself. And so this is something we have to understand. You may overcome something and never fall down, never fall back, never look behind you, keep on going. That's great. But also, there are those who may fall once. They may fall twice, two or three times, four or five times. But the key thing, even before I go any further, I want each and every one of us to realize, no matter how many times you have failed, what count is how many times, not how many times you fall, but how many times you get yourself back up. The last move did you make, or the last move that you made, was it that you fell or that you got up? That's the key thing that we have to remember. So I want to make sure that we, I put it out there before we go any further, because there may be some that may not be here at the end of this program. They may have to go or whatever, but I may even reiterate that. Throughout the podcast, no matter what you're dealing with, God can heal, deliver, and set you free.
Think about those strongholds. Think about what the devil have tried to do. Like I said, may have even taken our emotion, ran and went to that high castle and have taken our see taken our identity with our emotions. And I know for myself, even in those things that you feel that you can't overcome, there are so many times we have beaten ourselves up because we have failed. There are so many things that we have dealt with, and a lot of times when we deal with things, we really don't want to share it with everybody. Sometimes we do want to keep that persona that we are right, or even sometimes people don't want everybody to know what they're dealing with because sometimes they may look at them differently. There are some Christians that do not want, now I'm not saying you tell everybody your business, but on the other hand, when you don't trust people, it's hard for you to open up to get some help and you don't really trust people. You don't know who to trust. You don't know how to trust, especially when you have been hurt in the past. See, I'm going to say it like this. For those that know me, I don't mind being transparent or anything, but I know for myself, one of the problems I had, pornography and low self-esteem. Now, that may sound easy as far as low self-esteem. It may sound easy for some people, but I didn't realize that there was a stronghold that I allowed in my life because if somebody gave me a compliment, I would get offended because I wasn't used to that. I was more comfortable with rejection, with somebody saying something negative. That's what I was used to. But what I found out, what that has us in a stronghold, is a familiar place to us. That doesn't mean that it's a good place or a healthy place, but it's a familiar place. There are people that are even dealing with drugs right now. And they may know that that drug is toxic, is deadly to them, it's destroying them. But they're drawn to it. And eventually, even if it makes them feel comfortable or ease their pain for a moment, it's a moment relief that they'll capture and they'll hold on to versus the the long-term effects of it. So a lot of times there are people, and this is the thing, look, we can't look down upon people that's going through something because, number one, first of all, if it wasn't for the grace of God, number one, we would have been dealing with not just what they're dealing with, but we would have been dealing with something even worse. But also when we see people that are like that, that's actually a cry for help because whatever stronghold that we dealing with or what people are dealing with, get this. That's not actually the problem. There's a root problem. There's a root problem. In other words, there is something that led them to that. So one of the things I always say, even when we come down to dealing with, let's say dealing with a problem, a struggle, you can stop that struggle you can stop that problem, but unless you get to the root of the problem that caused them to go 
to receive that, then they're going to fall back either to that same thing or something else, have something else to draw them. Now, one of the things I'll say is looking at if there is a fire in the forest, we can put out that fire, but if that fire was caused by a cigarette butt, even if we set out that forest fire, if you don't find that cigarette and stop it, take the fire out of that cigarette, then even if you put out that fire from the forest, as long as that cigarette is still lit to the ground, it will spread somewhere else. So in other words, you got to get to the root of the problem. So with that, knowing about those strongholds, we have to realize that, like we were saying in the fourth verse of Second Corinthians, we are in a spiritual warfare. That word warfare is a word that means campaign. In other words, there is a campaign against you. There is a there is an attack from the enemy or of the enemy that is out to have a large satanic campaign to get you or to take you out. And you think about, you see the, let's say the presidential campaigns, whatever, what do they do? They rally up. They try to get support, supporters. It could be financial or even just people. The campaign to what? To get the calls going, to rally up, to recruit, to accomplish their assignment, which is to put that person in office. When you look at it from a spiritual side, the devil is trying to rally up not just the spirit of what you're dealing with, but even other spirits that are if you want to say related to whatever issue that you're dealing with to make you what go out to get you out to number one, to not only get you against God, but to take you out also to consume your soul. Like I said, your thoughts, your emotions, your feelings, your thinking is out to take you out is it's a sign to take you out but in dealing with that we have to understand that the devil is not too much concerned about what he can make you do see a lot of times people just think well you know if i just avoid this then i won't have to worry about the devil but get this the devil is plotting and planning things. See, like I always say, the devil's not concerned about what he can make you do because you can do something one time and repent and never do it again. But he's more concerned about what he can make you become. When you become it, it's a part of your character. So you will do it whenever the opportunity comes if it becomes a part of your character. And if it becomes a part of your character, that stronghold will identify you 
and what? It will consume your life. There are many people that have had their homes broken up. Many people have lost their jobs because of strongholds or addictions. You look at, I was mentioning about sex. Let's look at a sex. Now, I'm not talking about sex within marriage. Sex within a husband and wife and a marriage, that's beautiful. That's fine. That's the way that God had for it to be. But we talking about outside of your marriage, it could be fornication. That means when you're not sing- when you're not married, when you're single and you're having sex. Or adultery, which is you being married and you having sex with other than your spouse. So there are people that are addicted to porn, or I say addicted to sex, addicted to sex, and they are addicted to porn. They're looking at that, and all of a sudden, what happens? The more you begin to look at porn, think about sex, and then you start practicing on that sex, and then eventually, what happens? Eventually, there are some that have then progressed to what? To rape or even to lying. Or what happened when they continue? Somewhere along the line, it could be lying. It could be what? Manipulation, which is a spirit. That's witchcraft. Let's say even alcohol. Alcohol is involved. So you look at it. There are things that are connected within a satanic spiritual, uh, excuse me, a satanic spirit within a spiritual world that is what is connecting the dots and it's consume you. But what we have to remember, all Satan needs is an opportunity. Or if you want to say, look at this, look at a foothold. All he needs is just a little crack. We always say that. When, uh, we always heard that back in the day. All he needs is a little crack. All he needs just a little, just an itty bitty window of opportunity. Opportunity to what? To get a seed in. Listen here. He don't have to get the full fledged, big old. If you want to say big old sin or whatever. No, just a seed, a seed, his seed, just a little seed, and see, that small seed grows rapidly. One of the things I found out, you're looking at or comparing a healthy cell versus a cancerous cell. The cancerous cell always grows rapidly. It always grows rapidly. It's, It's fed. Is is strong that healthy cell is is trying to duplicate that cancerous cell so it can overtake those healthy cells. Excuse me. So what we have to realize: be aware of whatever cracks that you may allow into your life. Now, one of the things I do realize, and I wanted to make sure that we bring this up. 
there are some strongholds that we have allowed within ourselves. Like I was saying, the little foothold, the little cracks we have allowed in our life, those issues or strongholds that we have dealt with or that we're dealing with, we have allowed that into our life. We're going to talk about that. But also get this. There are some strongholds that people are dealing with, or when I say we, that means the body of Christ, that we deal with, that we did not, we did not take it upon ourselves. Unfortunately, there were they were introduced to us at a young age. What do I mean? Especially me working in the jailhouse, I got a chance to read a lot of reports. I got a chance to even talk to a lot of people throughout my years. Found out there's a lot of people. I'm gonna speak about one in particular. There's a particular stronghold that some people have dealt with that was they they did not do it upon themselves. They did not take it upon themselves to get involved in it. And this is sex. I know a lot of young people, young people that were introduced to sex by rape, sexual assault. And a lot of times we would just automatically think about the girls, the girls with, there's been some, matter of fact, um, a couple of days ago, I spoke to one and she was, if I'm not mistaken, I think she was like uh, maybe six. I think she told me she was six or seven years old when um, somebody tried to sexually assault her. But that's one of many. But also, not just girls, but there are boys that were introduced to that. And a lot of times we just think that, oh, it must be it must have been the same sex. No, a lot of times it could be the opposite sex. See, anytime you deal with a minor, that's that's number one. And even though the age seventeen is considered a minor, sixteen, whatever, but there are some there was a report that I saw this week. Somebody sexually assaulted a two year old girl. A two-year-old girl, that's a baby. But see, those things, those spirits, the devil would try to, first of all, the devil got into whatever adult that did that. And now that, that spirit of lust or that spirit of sex, even though, that baby did not willfully do that. But what we have to do is now be aware of what that baby has been exposed to. And now we got to be able to, number one, not just pray for the baby, but also get some help for that baby. And one of the things I always say is this. First of all, I'm not a licensed physician. And so if there is anyone that's dealing with some issues, any type of strongholds, always know it's always a great idea for you to be able to seek professional help. And there are Christian counselors that are available that may be able to help. And if you want some help, I will help try to find you one, whatever city, state, or even country that you're in. 
So I do want to put that disclaimer out there. So just to let you all know, I'm not a licensed physician, but I do recommend we as believers can go to get some help physician, psychiatrist, or whatever, and they are some godly ones, and that doesn't mean that you lack in faith in God. No, but also God has assigned people here as ministers to help us. So that's something I want us to understand. But for us to be able to understand, even when someone like that, which that is so, it's so hard. It's so hardening for us to be able to hear that someone would expose young people that, to that sin, uh, to to that to that act. But even that child being aware of exposed to that, we have to understand that, especially the people that are the parents, whatever. We got to make sure. We got to make sure if there's someone that we know or uh, children that's been exposed to that, we have to make sure to really be on guard and pray fast and pray. With, there's some stuff I'm going to show with you later on about some of the stuff that we have to do to be able to help us. Because the main thing we got to understand, this is a spirit. And what we got to realize, even in dealing with spirits, we can't deal with spiritual matters in a physical way. I know that there has been some people, some young people that was exposed, like I said, to sex, whatever. And a lot of times, especially when they've been exposed to it, a lot of time it consumes their life. You see young girls, excuse me, you see some young girls that look like she 35, 36, but come to find out she's on the street. She's 18 years old on the street selling her body or doing drugs or whatever. But when we, trace the root of her problem what happened she was raped as a kid she was raped and after that rape instead of her uh, being able to get the help or maybe she tried to tell her family her parents whatever they whatever they didn't take her seriously or whatever she kept it within herself and she began to act out she began to misbehave see they're looking at that behavior problem, but she hadn't opened up pertaining to what really happened. And what if she's embarrassed? Because a lot of times there's that guilt, there's that blame, there's that shame. And then all of a sudden she acts out and now she, she don't feel loved, which is another spirit that hurt dealing with those emotions. She already been violated. Now she's acting out. Now she runs away. And she tried to find love. And all of a sudden, she meets some guy that tell her sweet nothing's in her ear. But all of a sudden, he just want to just set her out there in the streets. She's into human trafficking. Those are different scenario, scenarios we got to look at. So even though we might have seen her act out, but like I said, getting to the root of the problem, listening to people, listening to them, and really understand What's really going on? But foothold, being able to understand, we have to be mindful to close every avenue that the devil may try to get into, but also be aware, be on guard. Today, a lot of the, if you want to say footholds, which is a place or a thing that will support a climber's foot. 
or as to secure a starting position to further advance to something or somewhere else. So now when we look at Ephesians 4, 26 and 27, it says, in your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Excuse me. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, which is on your wrath. And do not give the devil a foothold. Meaning, even in this verse, it's about if we're angry, make sure we quickly forgive the offense so that if we hold on to that anger, it will eventually turn into bitterness. And that bitterness, when we hold on to it, will turn to unforgiveness. And then eventually that unforgiveness will turn to hatred. So in other words, whenever we become aware of something, and that's just just a small example, the anger, the Bible tells us, you know, we can be angry, but sin not. And where does the sin come in at? That means when we hold on to things. When we willfully hold on to things, that's when it becomes dangerous. That's when it becomes a sin. When we willfully hold on to it, when we become aware of something, we got to release it, let it go. That means what? Unforgiveness. Now, the other thing we have to look at when we become vulnerable, we allow ourselves to become vulnerable, that can start a stronghold. Becoming vulnerable. A lot of times when we look at becoming vulnerable, we got to look at what? Our emotion. When we let our guard down. And a lot of times when we have allowed hurt to come in, we expose ourselves. In other words, we allow our spiritual immune system to be low. We have allowed ourselves to allow anything to happen or anything to come in. You know, one of the things I found out, a lot of times when a person becomes sick, what happens? That means that a lot of times there's some germs that may have came in, that may have overpowered their immune system. So now what we got to do, we got to take vitamin C. We got to take different things that may help build up our immune system to fight whatever germ or bacteria they have allowed, we have allowed within our body, knowingly or unknowingly. But also one of the things, just like if you look at somebody that's sick or some, you know, especially during the flu season, what, what do they tell us a lot of times? Make sure you wash your hands. Make sure you wash your hands. Make sure if you blow your nose or whatever, make sure you use tissue, put it in the trash can or flush it down the toilet, and what else? Wash your hands. Make sure if you grab a knob, what? Use hand sanitizer or wash your hands, stuff like that. That's on the natural. The same thing we have to do within the spirit. Listen, this is a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week spiritual flu season spiritual flu season that the devil is trying so badly to lower our immune system 
with offense, with hurt, to what? To make us get some type of seed, a spiritual flu seed, to make us sick so he can infect our body. The other thing, bitterness, bitterness. We can look at the unforgiveness. We can look at um, bitterness even in the same way. And one of the things we always have to say is forgiveness is not just for them, but it's for you. Being able to forgive, being able to forgive, it builds up your immune system like vitamin C. A lot of time, unforgiveness actually is what actually caused our spiritual immune system to become low so we can, what, have a lot of things that come and infect us and take us out spiritually, mentally, or emotionally. And see, when you forgive somebody, that doesn't mean that you like what they did, but that forgiveness is for you. Get this. A lot of times with that unforgiveness, when we hold on to that, it actually destroys us and make us miss the purpose and plan that God has for us in our life. Why is that? See, a lot of times we think if we hold on to that, and especially not just holding on to their unforgiveness because of who that person is, but also the act of what they did. Now, a lot of times when we have held on to that person, the hatred or the feeling, the ill feeling towards that person, it would not only destroy us emotionally, but also physically too and mentally. See, you allow that person to control your mind, which actually they're, if you want to say subliminally, controlling or manipulating your mind, and they don't even know it. So with that forgiveness, you are freeing. You actually you actually hidden a huge brick at that big castle that the devil has your emotions captive. See, the devil wants to ultimately manipulate you like a puppet. You know, like a string puppet. The devil wants to do that, and he wants each part of us, our heart, our emotions, our thinking, and get this, even within our sleep. He wants to talk to us, not only when we're awake, but even when we sleep. But we have to remember, God can help us to overcome these things if, We are willing to first thing first, forgive. And like I said, if you don't forgive, it turns to bitterness. Think about bitterness as mold. Mold. Just like the bread. If you get bread, you leave it out. Leaving out um, out of its wrapper, especially if it's pure bread, uh, no artificials, that stuff turns fast. So you have to hurry up and consume it. But if you don't, if you don't hurry up and consume it or eat it and let it stay out in the air, it's going to turn into mold, mildew. And then get this, 
bacteria. Then it grows, and then that bacteria expands, and now it consumes the whole bread. The same thing that the devil is trying to do towards us. Another thing we have to think about is pride. Pride. Sometimes when we are doing something, and we know that it's not something that we're supposed to be doing, be a sin, whatever, but when we hold on to it, when we deliberately or refuse to let it go, it actually is a stronghold. It actually, like I said, I'm going to tell you like this, strongholds will control, it controls, it influences your mind, your thinking, your emotions. But ultimately, like we always say, your soul. It controls your soul. But that, what you call it? That pride. Get this. Pride is what kicked Satan out of heaven. Pride. Pride. The arrogance or harboring powerful attitude. And like I said, if Satan was kicked out of heaven for that, don't you know we can actually miss heaven even here on earth because of pride? Because a lot of times that, if you want to call it that coping mechanism, we might be doing something and we might think, you know what, this is helping me, but it can be spiritually toxic and hurt you but a lot of times if we do not allow ourselves to be real with ourselves and say you know what I gotta give this up get this I say something like it ain't a sin to eat but a lot of times people may overeat now I'm not talking about well you know I'm, I'm gonna eat up all my food I know I'm full but I'm eat up all my food no 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 I'm not talking about that I'm talking about some people use eating as a coping mechanism when they are hurt, when they are depressed, when they are going through something, or when they shut themselves down from people, they'll automatically get things that they know they don't need to be eating or deliberately overindulge. You know, somebody depressed and it's three o'clock in the morning, they'll go to the refrigerator and eat a whole pint of ice cream, and then they eat some cookies, you know, stuff like that. Like I said, we're not just looking at, if you want to say, the big things like alcohol, smoking, whatever. We're even looking at the things that you go to. That's your first, your first response that you go to. It could be, like I said, not just eating. It could be even depend upon somebody. Ultimately, depend on God. But, of course, God have people that we can go to to talk to that we may even need a word of encouragement or some guidance, whatever. But there are some people don't use God as a first line of defense. They use other people, and sometimes they'll replace God with that person, and that person become their God. In other words, they worship people instead of God. So, going to the nutshell, I want to I want to bring this to a close before we get ready to go to the phone lines. Let's look at some of those things 
that we can do to be able to, first of all, look at those strongholds. Like I said, there are things that we may be dealing with, regardless if we took it upon ourselves. Like there are some people may have tried drugs for the first time, but then all of a sudden they 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 started one time, little small pill or smoked a little small crack or weed or something, and now they're hooked. And now it's hard for them to shake. Look at nicotine. Nicotine is a drug. I know that they sell it and all that stuff, but anything that can become a habit is actually an addiction. And especially some people can't give it up. Some people, they have to, I ain't going to say have to, but some people, they'll depend upon the patch. And it's not only that 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 smoking, so to speak, but it's that nicotine. And so one of the things we have to realize with those habits, those things that you feel like you can't shake, we have to understand that we have to first look at, like I said, what caused us to go to that. Now, one of the things we have to remember and looking at what caused us to go to that, one of the things I always tell people, and this is one of the steps that I brought up, I wanted to make sure that we look at. Let's know or identify what our problem or what our what our stronghold is. In other words, don't be in denial of it. Look at it. Be real. Be transparent with yourself about it. Now, the next thing you need to do is find scriptures pertaining to what God said about it. Let's find scripture what God said about it. Everything pertaining to this life and godliness, God has already provided. Number one, God has already provided a way of escape, but also God has already provided solutions to every problem that we deal with in life. Another thing, I tell people this, fast and pray. I think about Mark 9 and 29, and this is when the disciples were trying to cast out a demon out of this little boy. And they couldn't. And then Jesus did, and after Jesus did, the disciples asked him, how did you do it? You know, we prayed, but... Jesus says some things come by prayer and fasting. In other words, get this. It was a demonic spirit. What was that? A stronghold. He was behaving. He was he was uh, lashing out. Now, strongholds, you have to look at it as a an evil spirit and how to say some things come by prayer and fasting. In other words, praying is good, but fasting, fasting and praying will help you to be able to loose, get loose or break the shackles or get out of bondage. Now, one of the things I will tell people, first and foremost, make sure you consult your physician, your doctor before you fast. Also, you talk to someone that is experienced in fasting. Now, one of the things I always tell people, make sure 
if you have to take medicine or whatever, you know, make sure you talk to your doctor. But also, I recommend in your fasting, make sure you drink water. Make sure you you drink plenty of water, filtered water. Do not go without water. And your fasting, get this, like natural food, natural food benefits the natural body. And it fuels, it energizes, it strengthens your natural body. But if you look at if you look at your body or yourself as a gear, like I said, we're spirit and we're hum- uh, physical uh, flesh. When you're eating physical food, you have your gear in the physical side. But to get to your spiritual side, change the gear. So instead of physical food, now you eat spiritual food, which is gone without physical food. That shifts the gear from the physical to the spiritual. Now, in your fasting or in your absence of food, that's when you make sure that you feed yourself spiritual food. That's reading God's word, listening, engulfing yourself with worship songs, not inspirational songs, worship songs, songs that speak about God and his attributes, his character. That's what's going to feed your spiritual body, your spiritual body that's pertaining to your soul, your emotions, your mind, feeding it, reading it. And this is going to the next one. And you're fasting and you're praying and you reading your Bible and you reading it, get this, reading it out loud. When you're praying, pray out loud. Pray out loud. Speak, because the devil is going to talk to you in your head. If he's talking to you in your head, but you're talking to yourself or praying to yourself, then now those voices are going to become confusing. So somebody has to be the more dominant one. What you say through God's word will become dominant when you speak it out loud. But if you don't speak God's word out loud, then the devil's voice is going to be dominant because you hear his voice but don't hear your voice. So you have to speak God's word out loud. Also, get an accountability partner. Get an accountability partner, someone that you can trust, someone that you don't mind being transparent with, someone that they may check on you at any time and sometime at all times. When you're feeling weak, talk to that person. Tell a person. Don't hold and don't hold anything back. Whenever someone try to withhold information that may be helpful, especially to an accountability person, what's going to happen now? That's going to create lack of trust. 
trust you. But also what happens, that means that you're not ready. So what you want to do, you want to be real, you want to be transparent with that person. Now, I want to throw this in before I forget. Another thing, see, when we are trying to overcome things that the devil have dealt with us in, especially for those that uh, for many years that we have dealt with, see, we feel we feel okay when we're up. When we are up, when we're conscious, when we are alert, excuse me, when we are alert, you know, we can avoid things, but a lot of times the real trick is actually at night when you sleep. I'm going to say it like this. Like, I'll use pornography. Pornography, which also is linked to sex and masturbation and all that stuff. See, pornography is one of the biggest addictions even that we deal with within the church. You know why? Because a drug addict or somebody that's an alcoholic, you can smell them. You can see them. You can see their behavior. You can smell the alcohol or the drugs, the weed, whatever they smoke. But pornography is where it's within the mind. You don't know what's on a person's mind. And so person may feel safe that they have escaped not looking at pornography in the daytime or had not stepped outside of their marriage uh, in the daytime. But see, when you sleep, when you sleep, it seems like while you sleep, you end up having a dream and in your mind, you know you sleep. But the devil would try to make you feel like it's okay for you to think about having sex with this person or masturbating or doing that. I mean, just doing whatever that you are dealing with in your awoken time. But see, what happened, even in your sleep, it seems so real. It seemed like, man, this is... I don't know, but see what happened for those who have had this problem. You end up doing it in your sleep. You end up having sex in your sleep. And it seemed like even while you sleep, you have this feeling. You're like, man, you feel just as guilty in your sleep as you would have when you were up. And then when you wake up, you feel guilty. You feel ashamed. But you get a little relief because you're looking at, man, I was asleep. Well, God, I'm glad it didn't happen in reality. But see, what happened, I want want us to think about this. The devil wants us to have permission to do those things or whatever we're doing, whatever habit, whatever issue that we're doing or that we have a problem with. The devil wants us to do it in our sleep. Why? Because that's a spirit, and spirits are real. Even in our sleep, we have to be aware when those opportunities come, we still have to refuse it 
even while we're asleep. What are some of the things that we can do that will help us even while we sleep? Number one, you can listen to some worship music in the background while you while you sleep. You can have look. You can first of all make sure you pray before you go to bed, and not only pray but always do this. I'll anoint. I'll anoint my body, anoint myself. And after you anoint yourself, you pray, you go to bed, have some worship music playing in the background, or even uh, the audio Bible, whatever, scriptures while you sleep. You can have it, not saying you have to have it blasting on loud, but you can have it low. And God, cover my heart, cover my mind. God, tell God, be real. God, look, God, deliver me from this love spirit, not just in my in my daytime, but even while I'm asleep. God, look, I have dreams while I'm asleep, and I want to give this up. I want to give this up, but it's, it seemed like every time I go to bed, it used to be I used to have it every night. Now comes what? Two or three times a week, but God, I wanted you to—I want you to eliminate it. Period. Tell him about it. But get this: even if he, even if Satan runs away, guess what? He's going to come back. So what you need to do is be aware. He's going to come. And like I said, I used to deal with addiction of pornography. That was a stronghold for me. And then get this. Like I said, pornography is one of the strongest addictions that you can have, but also get this. Even if you think about it, when you were a small kid, you could have seen some negative picture, some negative photo when you were a kid, and you as a grown adult now, you still remember it like it was yesterday. You can't even remember the sermon that was preached two days ago or a week ago. See, the devil tries so hard to use use things to strongly captivate us. So, while you sleep, if you have these dreams, automatically speak it. Speak. Look, make it a daily practice of speaking God's word in every situation. Every situation. But get this, if the devil don't run immediately, don't get discouraged. You keep saying it. Keep doing it. He will leave. But we can't give up. We got to be consistent. That's another thing. A lot of times we fall back because we're not consistent. We start off something, but we don't continue it or we don't finish it. It's just like I was mentioning earlier about spiritual flu season and one of the descriptions that we that we receive is antibiotics whenever you sick the doctor will prescribe to you antibiotics but the key thing he always tell you is this make sure you take all of your pills even if you start feeling better do not stop you take all of it because the slightest if you stop the slightest little bacteria or virus that may be there, if you haven't finished your antibiotics, it will grow back. And guess what? It will grow back and become worse than it was than you first had it. And that's the same thing how the devil would do. If the devil leaves, what he's going to do, 
he's going to come down. He's going to come back seven times stronger. Why? Because he got backup. Because he realized you defeated, what, one devil. But now if he come back with seven, if you barely defeated one devil, you're not going to barely defeat eight. You're not going to even defeat eight. So what we have to think about is take your spiritual antibiotics. Take all your spiritual antibiotics. In other words, make sure that we shut the devil down. Don't have any room for error. Be what? Be strong. Be bold. Whatever God word said, you said with authority. Listen, you're not saying your words. These are God's words, but they're coming out of your mouth, which is your voice. And whatever words come out of your voice, those are your words. In other words, you're allowing God's word to become your words for your life and in your life, and you get God's results. So I want us to I wanted to make sure to bring it up pertaining to our when we sleep, when we're dreaming, you know, when the devil try to bring these things while we're asleep, we have to make sure that we say God's word. Like I say, even in our sleep, because when we recite God's word, when we studying, when we are praying, it becomes a part of us. And what happened, it becomes part of our identity. So how we are and who we are when we're up, while we're asleep, the devil would try to bring those things. And what we would do, we would end up reciting God's word and we'll be able to get the victory even in our sleep. The other thing, make sure that you even make physical arrangements. Uh, if you addiction can be drugs or whatever like that, uh, and you overcoming that, but then you live in an area that is drug infested, hey, ask God to help you to relocate. You know, it could be some bad influence on the job. You used to lust or you used to um, cheating on your spouse and, you know, y'all have reconciled and, you know, uh, the person you were cheating with is still there. Hey, Talk to your supervisor about, you know, make some arrangements, you know, do something. Do something so you won't allow yourself to fall prey again. The other thing, last but not least, realize that you have to starve your spiritual appetite. When I say spiritual appetite, that means whatever stronghold that you had, you got to starve it. Starve it. Starve it and feed God's word in your life and for your life. Whatever thing, whatever that you did or whatever that um, you were doing, and like I said, regardless if you you introduce yourself to it or somebody introduced it to you, get into the root of the problem and make sure that you allow yourself take every step to not do those things. Even like I say, even when you feel weak, you know, slow down. Because a lot of times we are habit. You know, we we go by habits. It's just like when a person used to smoking, they'll a lot of times they'll smoke after they eat. You know, it becomes a routine. You do something one time, it's a it's a habit. And a lot of times we have habits of doing the wrong thing. So. Take your time because what's what you're gonna what you're gonna realize whenever you ask God to help you with something, what He's gonna do He's gonna slow the scene down so slow that you become aware 
when the opportunity comes for you to do the right thing or do the wrong thing, the devil going to slow the scene down. And once he slow the scene down, then you have the opportunity to do the right thing. So we have to remember that whatever the devil try to do, we have to make sure that we starve that appetite and feed our spirit God's word. But also remember this, when a believer falls, when a believer falls into a sin or a stronghold or whatever, that does not mean that he or she was never saved or never been a strong believer. But we have to continue to be what? We have to continue to trust God and also expect victory and know that whatever situation that we are dealing with, God want to heal us. God want to deliver us. He want that. Victory is already ours. Victory is ours. But we have to continue. We have to continue it. Do it before the Lord and give everything before the Lord and realize no matter what we have dealt with, God can help us. God can heal us from any and everything. If you think about it, if you bought a brand new car, I've bought a brand new car before. Every part in that car, not only insured, but everything was perfect. Everything was running. But eventually, wear and tear happened, and I had to take the car to the dealership for it to get tuned up. I had to get the oil changed. I had to get the front end aligned. Same thing with our spiritual life. We have to be before the Lord at all times because just living like in this journey called life, it will bring wear and tear. But get this, we are insured by the blood of Jesus. All we have to do is go to the dealer, God Almighty, and he will tune us up through his word and spend time before him, like I said, in fasting and praying and being before the Lord in worship. So now what I'm going to do, I'm going to give an opportunity for those who come on the air, whoever want to um, say something, I'm going to set the opportunity for them to come at this time. Hello, welcome to Rick and My Heart. You're on the air. Hello. Hello there. How you doing today? Just listen. Okay. 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 I appreciate you now. Thank you. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go on here. Hello, welcome to Rick Now My Heart. You're on the air. Hello? Hello? Hi. Hello there. Hello there. How you doing today? I'm doing good. I was just listening. I'm grateful okay. for everything you do and um, all the words that you have said. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. And thank you for even... Uh, Listen, I know kind of going a little bit past time, but I just thank God for the opportunity. And, you know, this this topic, it can go another seven hours. But, you know, this this is not all of it, but this is just part of mm-hmm. it. But just know that no matter what we're dealing with, that God has an answer and solution for all of our problems. But I, I appreciate mm-hmm. you listening. Thank you. All righty. Okay, and go to one more person. 
Hello, welcome to Rick Now My Heart. You're on the air. Hello? Okay. Okay, we're going to go ahead and get ready to wrap it up. Okay. But um, like I said, this is this is just part of the this is just part of some of the things that the devil would try to use to make us miss make us miss God's purpose and plan for our lives. And like I said, even in the strongholds, you know, if you're dealing with something, don't beat yourself up. Don't feel like, well, you know, um, this is something that, you know, God made me to um deal with this. I'm gonna have to suffer with this. That might be a thorn in my foot. No, listen here. First and foremost, that is something that the devil may try to have you to hold on to to make you miss who you really are in God. Don't allow yourself don't allow yourself to be identified with that or by that anymore. Whatever you are dealing with, that is not your identity. And also, like I said, there are some people that have that are dealing with things, you know, they were introduced to as a, as a young person. There was a little girl that I knew. She ended up um, being in foster care because her mother and her step her mother and her stepfather were introducing her into child pornography. And that little girl was, I believe she was five or six years old. She was accustomed to seeing sex. And this little girl was five or six years old. Man. But thank God now she's in a loving home and she's getting help. But that's just one of many cases. But see, it's not the little girl's fault that she was introduced to that. But even what the devil tried to do for evil, even what the devil tried to do to destroy us, God will use it as a testimony and not only bring deliverance, but also healing too. So if you're going through something, if you're dealing with something, or if you know someone that's going through something, just know, no matter how long they've dealt with it, God is still able to help them, to heal them, to deliver them, to set them free. And if you have gone through something, and you're healed, you're delivered, you're set free. Thank God for you have a powerful testimony. But one of the things I always tell people, and also I tell myself, we can't get lax because right when we get relaxed, the devil will come back. We have to be on guard at all times. We have to be alert at all times. Also, we got to look at like I said about the seed, the crack, the opportunity. Listen, anything that resembles Satan, stay away from it. Don't compromise. Don't plea bargain. You know why? Because ultimately, the devil trying to get back to his residence, which is your mind, you within your spirit. So he's going to try any and every way 
to do some deceptive things or bring deceptive people into your life. So that way, ultimately, he can be in your life. But we have to make sure that we understand that that's the trick of the enemy. That's Satan's job. That's Satan's job to do that. But guess what? Are we doing our part to counterattack it? Sometimes, no. And I'll throw myself out there, me included. Sometimes, no. I don't study when I'm supposed to. When the opportunity comes, God set the opportunity, I don't do it. I'll easily cut on wrestling while I'm eating or do this or do that, but and I miss that opportunity. And God may tell me, I'm going to say it like this, how many times have while, while we lie in the bed, God may put somebody on our heart, and instead of us praying, we'll just go, on, go to bed or we'll turn over instead of getting up just praying. We have to be on guard. First of all, not only be on our guard, first of all, we gotta we need to repent. Repent to God. We've all made mistakes. Like I said, me included. We've all had made mistakes. But get get this. In asking God to forgive us, make sure that we forgive ourselves. But also, if by chance are dealing with something, don't be embarrassed. Don't feel belittled. Don't feel that you're less than a Christian. Don't feel like you're less than a person. Because whatever you're dealing with, I'm going to say it like this. You ain't the first. But unfortunately, you won't be the last. But even in the midst of what you're dealing with, we are here to help. Listen, we're helpers of one another. And we're not here to, you know, make fun or show, uh, put blame on anybody. Because you know what? I may be helping you with your struggle, with your issue, but guess what? You might be helping me with mine. Just because we're, just because there's a struggle don't mean that we can't help each other. Your struggle may be different than mine, but guess what? We're both going to be victorious at the same time. So that's why it's important for us to pray for one another. That's, import, that's why it's important for us to talk to God on sometimes even on the behalf of those that we don't even know. If God puts somebody on your spirit, if God somebody if God puts somebody on your mind, put their name up in prayer. And know that the same God that healed those in the Old Testament and the New Testament can heal us of whatever infirmity that we're dealing with or whatever situation, problem, addiction stronghold that the devil may try to grip us with. God can deliver us from that. God can break us free from that. But get this, he want to break us free. You do not have a death sentence with that issue that you're dealing with. You don't have to deal with it forever. I want you to know that you don't have to deal with that forever. God can break you free from it right now. So no matter what you're dealing with, we're going to give everything to God. We're not going to be embarrassed by it and I hope that no one was offended by some of the words that I said, but I wanted to make sure, number one, say the clinical word, but also be being real with it. We got to talk about it. For so long, people are dealing with problems and issues within the church, and we are scared to talk about it. We're too embarrassed to talk about it. Yet and still, there are people that need help, that want help, but yet and still, we 
we making them feel guilty because we're not talking about it. And when we don't talk about a problem that a person is dealing with, then they may feel that, you know what, maybe I'm just weird. Or a lot of times they feel like maybe God don't love them because they're not talking about that specific issue. And sometimes there's so there's some embarrassment, there's some shame about it. But listen here, we're not here to put any blame or shame on anybody. We all need help. But get this, I can't help you. Excuse me, I can't heal you. I can't even help you except for point you to the helper himself. God Almighty, through it, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ shed his blood for our healing, our deliverance, our salvation. So no matter what we're dealing with, we're going to give it to God. And for those who may be dealing with something, but they may not be saved, and they're wondering, you know, uh, do I have to wait to get delivered in order to become saved? Nope. The Bible tells us, come as you are in the pardons of your sins. And whatever situation that you're dealing with, we're going to give it to God. And what we're going to do, we're going to give it to God and leave it there. The Heavenly Father, we're coming to you right now, God. Thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We're coming to you right now, God. We acknowledge your presence on today. God, we ask, Lord, first of all, God, we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity, God, to address some of the issues that we may be dealing with within our lives right now, God. God, we ask, Lord, to help us, God, deliver us and set us from the grips of the devil right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we're speaking right now, God. If there's someone dealing with adultery, God, fornication, God, pornography, sex, uh, alcoholism, even gambling, God, whatever stronghold that the devil may be trying to put on us, God, God, we're speaking, God, that you break us free, God. We give you permission, God, to rescue us right now, God, in the name of Jesus. God, we're speaking, God, that you set us free, that you cleanse us right now, God. Cleanse our heart, cleanse our mind right now, God, from any and every pollutants that the devil tried to do right now in the name of Jesus. And say about everything you stand for, we bind every problem, we bind every confusion right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we say hallelujah to your word and hallelujah to your name right now. God, we surrender our will and our ways to you right now, God. In the name of Jesus, we surrender ourselves to you right now, God. God, not only do we need you, God, but we want you to come in, God, and rescue us, God, from the grips of the devil right now, God. God, God, we speak, God, right now, God, that you regulate the minds of your people right now, God. There are some that have that are dealing with a confused mind, God. God, some that are dealing with an unstable mind right now, God. God, there are some, God, that have dealt with a troubled mind right now, God. God, we even speaking right now, God, for every mental issue right now, God, every mental problem, God, that your people have right now, God, we speaking, God, deliverance and victory and healing right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we speaking right now, God, that you even help those who may be dealing with low self-esteem right now, God, insecurities right now, God. God, we speaking, God, that you deliver and set them free, God. Let them know who you are, God, in the midst of whatever they're dealing with, God. And as you reveal who you are, you reveal who they are in you right now, God, in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we even speaking right now, God, even those, 
I was mentioning earlier, God, the kids, the young kids that might have been exposed to things, God, that were ungodly by people right now, God. God, we speaking, God, that you cover them right now, God. Deliver and set them free, God. God, let them know, God, they're not the one to blame, God. Help them, God, if they have any blame, any shame, God. God, we speaking, God, that you help them, God, right now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we even speaking, God, for those who may have traded that, God. God, even those who may have uh, abused others right now, God, who may have caused the stronghold to happen right now, God. God, we speaking, God, that you forgive them, God. And God, help us, God, even to forgive them right now, God. Help us, God, to not even hold any resentment towards those who have done us wrong, God. But God, help us to understand, God. Even by us forgiving them, God, that doesn't mean that we trust them, God. But, God, we even speaking, God, those who may be having an issue with trust issues, God, help them to understand how to trust, God. Help them to understand how to love again, God. Help them in every area of their life, God. God, help them, God, to understand that their identity is not tarnished, God. It's not shattered, God. But, God, we speaking, God, did you pick up the broken people in the broken pieces in people's lives right now, God, and mend them back together as it had never broken before, God, in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, everything you're going to do right now. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I thank each and every one who tuned in and supported this program. If you have any suggestions on future topics, feel free to contact me. I'm on Facebook, Brother Prater, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, P as in Paul, R-A, T as in Tom, E-R. You can read my daily devotions and videos on my page. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel. Or you can go to my website at www.brotherprater.org. You will see the daily devotions, the upcoming events, and also the pers- my personal appearances. Also, you can go to the store section of my website where you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to Godly Fatherhood. A Few Good Men was written to inform men their needs and responsibilities towards their families, their children, their spouse, or even their children's mother, to inform women the needs of men and give single women the qualities of a potential future husband and or father to present or future children. I want to thank each and everyone who are tuning in, and thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. God bless you, and good night.